This is The Rundown, presented by The Runner Washington. Featuring Alex McIntyre and Kyle Paulson. And now, here is your host, The Runner Washington himself, Keenan Gray. Glad to have you guys tuned back to the rundown presented by the runner Washington, Alex McIntyre, Kyle Paulson, Keenan Gray here from the runner Washington. Exciting to have you guys back here this week. What's to come on this episode? We have two special guests joining us in Hannah Wascom and Joe Wascom currently running for the University of Washington and our Mount Si alums. Before we get into that interview, we're going to discuss a time trial that happened last week and a very impressive one by actually Alex, your own guy from Yelm High School, 839 for a 3K. Now you were there to witness it and you got the okay from everybody in that league to be there. Of course, it was it's a, called the South Sound Virtual Classic. Talk about that and what you witnessed that day. Yeah, it was pretty cool. We uh, actually got the approval to um, not have a real meet, but this, this way to kind of reward our athletes for the hard work they've been doing in the summer and a few different teams from around our league and some of the other smaller schools in the surrounding area were able to host their own 3Ks on the track just with their, our own teams like a practice. But we posted these team or uh, times to athletic.net so we could compare them and uh, just kind of let kids see that their, their work is paying off. Um, but yeah, on the Yelm track, Bryce did something pretty incredible. We were, you know, really shooting for a sub nine because if we knew he was a sub nine 3K guy right now with no speed training, he would definitely be working towards a nine minute two mile by the spring. Um, so to run an 839 was definitely, I don't want to say unexpected because cause Bryce is all about kind of pushing his limits and doing things that surprise us and um but it was definitely better than expected for sure. I think he surprised himself a little bit, but the work he's putting in, it was, you know, not, not something that I didn't think could happen. Just really cool to watch, really exciting. Good to have a little bit of a taste of, you know, the racing atmosphere again after what feels like an eternity. And hopefully this is the first of many time trials to come this season. Kyle, I don't know what's going to be happening down with the Kamayakin boys or the girls, um, but what, what else can we expect, do you think, from other time trials uh, from around the state? Oh, yeah. I mean, first of all, just a great time for Bryce. I, hopefully, with that time, inspires a lot of kids to go out there and run something fast here shortly. Um, you know, a lot of it is just in terms of what they can post. I mean, if you're in a district or a county where you're maybe not in phase two or phase three, probably not best to go quite public on like times. But, you know, definitely go out there, run fast, because, you know, if you've got your summer mileage in, even though it's no season, take advantage of the work that you put in. Even if you haven't really done any real speed workout, just see what you can do. Build some confidence. Have fun with it. Definitely. And it was a great time for Bryce to get that. It's a great early season time. Transfers to a 915, 917, 3200 meter time. So, 
props to him, and hopefully we can see more great time trial times later on this fall. Joining us now is Hannah and Joe Wascom. Currently, they are at the University of Washington running for the Huskies. Um, most recently, the Pac-12 has just announced the cancellation of their season from fall to up until the beginning of 2021. So Joe and Hannah kindly join us. Joe and Hannah, how are you guys doing? Good. How are you doing? Doing great for the most part, just trying to get through all this pandemic stuff. And I know for you guys, this is probably a very hard time for you because of what was just announced last week by the Pac-12. So for you, Hannah, as a senior, although you'll be a redshirt junior this fall, how did you take the news? Um, I wasn't super surprised just because just with everything going on, it didn't seem like it was going to be super feasible um, or easy to pull off. I know a lot of conferences talked about staying, oh, we're just going to like compete in conference and that would be safer. But for um, a conference as big as the Pac-12, we would still have to fly to get to other schools and compete within the conference. So that doesn't, that wouldn't have really solved our issue. So I wasn't super surprised. It's obviously super disappointing. Um, And I kind of wish there was more preparation or things we did earlier on back in the spring to make it work in the fall but I think everyone kind of sat around and thought that things would just get better on their own and that clearly didn't happen I don't think anyone thought we'd still be in this by now but we are so yeah for you Joe it was a very interesting freshman year for you obviously you got to race a little bit you registered though but kind of just talk about your whole entire freshman season and how it just didn't quite go to plan yeah so um I registered cross country um at the time I thought it was a good decision went into winter thinking I was gonna race indoors ended up getting super sick took a month off of running just had to get back in shape during the indoor season and I thought I was finally hitting my stride and then outdoor season got canceled I was I was actually practicing for the steeplechase which I was super excited to do and then well, it got canceled. So um, wild, wild freshman year. And then uh, obviously it was canceled. So I'm still waiting for cross, but I'm, it'll happen eventually. Hannah, just looking back on the season for the girls or the women, I should say, it was a very successful year. They went back to the uh, NCAA championships. You were an alternate. What was that whole experience like running with runners like Katie Rainsberger, Melanie Smart, who was Pac-12 freshman of the year? Yeah, I mean, that season was definitely special. It started um, with us going to Colorado for an entire month for camp, which is something that I don't think a lot of programs do, and it was definitely a really special experience. And we got to bond a lot over that time, and it definitely set us up um, to do well for the rest of the season, I would say. And... Yeah, I mean, running with people like Katie Rainsberger and Melanie Smart. Mel's actually in the other room right now because she's (laughs) staying with us right now. Um, But it's like, obviously, like before Katie came, I remember everyone was like, oh, my gosh, she's this like amazing runner. And it was really exciting to have her come to Washington. But, you know, you get to know these people and they're really just like super down to earth, awesome people, great friends. And it's like, yeah, I don't I don't really know what to say more about that. Well, I think the one race that stands out to most was your Pac-12 race. You finished 32nd overall and eighth runner for the Huskies. I think you guys got second place as a team, I believe. What was that day like for you being your first Pac-12s? 
Um, it was really exciting just because it's definitely been um, a bumpy path for my collegiate career. Like even though I didn't deal with Corona as a freshman, I had injury and then just dealing with a whole like coaching change. Um, it's definitely been an interesting couple years. And so finally like running Pac-12s my junior year was really exciting for me. And I kind of had a feeling it could be my last race of the season. And so I kind of was just like, I want to have fun with it. And I kind of just tried to take the pressure off of myself. And I ended up running my best cross country race that I have in college. And yeah, it was a really fun day. And Joe came and watched me. Yeah. Um, so that was really fun. And yeah, it was just the energy our team had this last fall was, um, really cool and I just remember like before the race like normally in past years like I've been super nervous beforehand but like we were just playing music and like braiding each other's hair and just like having a good time and like taking in the moment and not getting too wrapped up in everything and it was just a really good day overall and we did super well so yeah. Going back to the coaching change you were recruited by the great Metcalf and then now with the pals moving in what was that adjustment like for you? Um, I don't think we ever thought in a million years we would end up with the Powells. Um, it was definitely a surprise. And yeah, the end of my freshman year is quite dramatic because like Metcalf resigned and then we didn't really know what was going to happen. We didn't know if um, our assistant coaches at the time would step up and then become the head coaches or not, which we all would have been fine with. We loved them, but um, I think... Jen Cohen definitely wanted just a fresh start for our program and um, saw how much success the Powell's had at Oregon. And when they came up, I honestly didn't really know them super well, obviously, because <laughs> I didn't really talk to Oregon very much, but um, they ended up being great and they've made such a big impact on our team in such a little time. Like it's honestly amazing how much of a change there's been. And like, yeah, I love Marisa. She's awesome. She just has such a good energy. And I've never had a female coach before. So I think that's something that's different. Well, I guess my assistant coach beforehand was female, but just having a head female coach is pretty cool because it's, I think, fairly rare um, in collegiate athletics. So she's just a great role model and person to look like to look up to. What's now, that impact you? looking like? What Can you give an example of of just some of the things that you've seen in the short time that you really respect or appreciate? Um, I'd say how they handle things like injury um, is a big difference just because beforehand, um, if someone got injured, you were mainly just dealing with like the um, training room and that whole team. And you didn't really communicate as much with the coaches while being injured. Um, but with the Powells, they really want to be involved in every step of your recovery. I'd say they're just very involved coaches overall, and they really just want to know everything you're doing. We write logs every week in detail about what we do every day, how we were feeling. And yeah, we've definitely seen a lot of results. We have a lot less injury. And I think a lot of that also has to do with a lot of preventative um, stuff they do. And also, yeah, our team's just done better in general. Like, if you look at the UW-Wazoo duel um, from my freshman year versus sophomore year, like, my freshman year, we lost, and it was 
pretty embarrassing. Um, and then this last year, we ended up winning by like a lot of points. I can't remember the exact points, but it was just like one of those moments where we kind of saw how far we had come as a team in just like that one year. And it was really exciting because obviously we love winning the duel. Hey, it's always nice taking down the Cougs in an Apple Cup duel. So you can't complain about that. I know Kyle right here is a Coug fan, so can't rip. Oh, no, never mind. I I'm a Boise State it. fan. Boise State. Go okay, Broncos. Everybody. I respect that. <laughs> so, Joe, you were recruited by Chris Kwiatkowski, who is actually from where I'm from, Bellingham. So we have a little connection right there with me and Kwiatkowski. What did you think of Andy Powell and him in your very first season? Yeah, um, I mean, they are, they are incredible. I I'm so glad I decided to go to Washington. I couldn't have picked two better coaches. Um, they're there whenever I need them. I pretty much talk to either one of them every single day. Yeah, they're just super, super involved and love to know what's going on, you know, how we're feeling. Training's usually just based on how we're feeling. If we're feeling tired, you know, maybe it goes a little shorter. If we're feeling good, you know, they give us the green light to go ahead and just rip some workouts. And yeah, I just say, yeah, they're incredible. Now, I'm not quite sure what led to your decision. Either A, you really love your sister and want to go to the same school as you guys did back in high school. Um, B, Coach Andy Powell. Or two other runners in particular from the state of Washington and Daniel Maton and Luke Hauser, which I call you three, the trio of Washington. That in itself, to have all three of you guys, the best runners in the entire state. What's it like to run with those guys rather than competing against them? I mean I – I hung out with them today. I hung out with them yesterday. We're all super, super good friends. You know, maybe at first it was like a little bit of an adjustment, but I mean, they're great training partners. Um, I can't think of anyone who has better speed than Daniel and a better work ethic than Luke. So um, yeah, they just, they help me get better every day too. So this is Hannah Wascom and Joe Wascom. They're joining us here on the rundown. Joe, just looking back on your first season, not just as a collegiate athlete, but as a student, what have you learned about yourself and just the, the progress from high school to college? Yeah, um, I just say it's really, really different. You know, I'm on my own for the first time. I didn't really know what to expect. Just had to figure things out, you know, sleep, you know. Um, I had a roommate, Sam Tanner from New Zealand. Yeah, I definitely looked up to him. And uh, I mean, he ran 358 in high school. You know, he had really good eating habits. Um, definitely could have learned more from him about that. But, um, yeah, just, you know, really learn to, you know, learn from my mistakes is probably the best thing. You know, you make, you make mistakes when you're on your own for the first time. Just, yeah, learning from those. I'd say living in the dorms is not the most <laughs> conducive environment for clean or good eating. Yeah, yeah but... I'd, I'd agree with that. I had problems with that my freshman year too. It's just such easy access to stuff that we honestly didn't need a ton yeah. in high school. But um, you learn from it and yeah, I'd say your yeah. diet's improving. For yeah. Me. Especially with <laughs> living here. She's yeah. she loves vegetables. Hannah, does it feel any different with your brother now at the University of Washington? I know the school's so big on campus but does it feel like having the little brother again like it was in high school uh yeah for sure I mean like even though UW's like a really big campus our team is like super close and we spend a lot of time together um Joe and I even took a class together <laughs> winter quarter which was pretty funny and 
yeah, I mean, I see him every day at campus, but I feel like our relationship, like, I'd say we get along pretty well for brother and sister. Yeah. Um, and we're a lot closer than I'd say maybe other siblings are just because we have the shared um, interest of running. And then we also have a lot of the same friends too, because we're on the same team together. So yeah, it's kind of fun. I like having him around. It's definitely different, but our whole team has been different this whole last year. I mean, people leave and then new people come. So every year is a different year. But I, I guess I'm the only child in this group because everyone else here has a sibling. So I have no idea what it's like to have yeah. a sibling because Kyle's got a twin brother and Alex has got a sister, I believe. So um, looking back at your high school days, Joe, you in particular are one of the more successful runners in the state of Washington, most recently winning a state cross country championship and a two-time 3,200 meter champion. Which one of those do you feel you've most accomplished for? I mean, I got to go with the first state title. There's nothing like it. I mean, my junior year cross season didn't go the way I wanted. I placed third as a sophomore, and I thought, you know, if I worked hard again, it was a sure thing. I went through some issues that, that year, too, and I ended up finishing 10th. So, you know, pretty much just to bounce back from that disappointment, you know, I trained super hard during the winter, you know, just started racing, racing well again. Uh, I just remember, you know, ran the 1600 two days before, and, you know, I definitely felt like I was in a better aerobic shape back then. So I just knew I was going to take the, take the two mile off from the gun, just try and run it out of everyone. And, you know, just ended up with a win. Um, yeah, there was just nothing like crossing that line. And then that cross country state championship, you defeat Eisenhower's Jonas Price, by far one of the greatest runners of all time. What about that race was just so close and Jonas who never wants to give up at the end of a race was so close with you. I remember we went through the first mile. There's still a pretty big pack. And, you know, with with a mile left, he pretty much just took off. And I was honestly a little stunned. Um, he made a, a pretty big move to get away. And I remember looking around with, with about 800 to go. I'm pretty much on my own. And I, I could see he was tiring a little bit. Came down the back stretch and, you know, drafted off him. There was a pretty big headwind around the horseshoe curve. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to wait until the final hill, grind it up, and then try and out sprint him at the end. And so that feeling of just coming away 10th the year before, you know, I, I, just, felt, I just felt like I achieved something I, I was wanting to do for three years. So, yeah. That was like one of probably the most nerve-wracking race I've watched of yours because I was watching it with my mom, and my mom is very loud. And... <laughs> She was just like, when you were behind, she was like freaking out. She was like, he's going to lose. He's going to lose. I'm like, mom, calm down. It's not over yet. And then sure enough, you ended up passing him and winning. And I was like, see, I was like, don't say he's losing before he actually loses. <laughs> but yeah, it was exciting. You know, there's, there's several thousand athletes in high school every year that, that try to attempt the things that you guys have accomplished. Um, and what I'm wondering is outside of, running outside of training outside of the things that your coaches do what do you think makes you different what you know throughout everything about running what is it that makes joe and hannah Wascom just a, slightly ahead of everybody else you want to take this one um i don't know i mean i don't really see myself that way i guess i mean maybe more so in high school i'd say in college you're just surrounded by people that are um really good and I specifically chose UW because I wanted to be around runners that were like 
significantly better than me and like I wanted them to push me I guess and make me a better runner yeah I guess I don't know that's a hard question but I feel like in high school I don't know I I never really thought of it that way to be honest I always just like enjoyed running and I enjoyed the people that's why I chose to run actually I just loved the culture of it so much more than any other sport I'd been a part of I'd say everyone's just so supportive and friendly um even your competitors like some of like my good friends to this day are people that I competed against in high school and like I'll still go on runs with them and yeah I don't know what would you say I mean a we live in one of the best places to train in probably America maybe even the world uh I mean we got countless countless trails um especially out where like we live we live pretty close to the mountains. I mean, I can drive 10 minutes in either in any direction and pretty much find a new place to run. I'd say, you know, I'm pretty competitive and is too. I'd say I'd say that plays a pretty big factor and then as you said, like Daniel and Luke in high school were, you know, we were we were all competitive. You get in races with them and you know, you know it's going to go fast and you got to be ready for it. So um, I'd, say, I'd say those are probably the three factors that, that I can think of. And Joe, that's kind of what I was kind of hoping to, to get at. Is like, you guys are at UW. You probably had pretty good grades, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you're, you're probably pretty competitive in all aspects. And that's something that I, I notice about athletes who are just a little bit of a step ahead is you just want to be good at everything, right? Like you're just working to be your best person. Um, and I think that our listeners who are mostly high schoolers you know, really should take note of that and know that, um, you know, sometimes there's things going on outside of the training that put you just a little bit of a step ahead. And, and you two are really good examples of that. Yeah, that's well, a really you. good way. Really yeah. good way to put it. Yeah. Wow, I think it's, should... fun. it's just who you surround yourself with, you know, yeah. um, like being in high school, just, it can be definitely hard. I think high school is a hard time for a lot of people and just finding a good supportive group of friends um, definitely helps you become better too um, yeah. and strive to just be the best person you can be. So. Awesome. And uh, just looking back on your high school career, I mean, you've already beaten Joe to the uh, Hall of Fame piece, so you got that above him. But just just looking back, just what besides the racing piece, what do you miss most about the high school atmosphere? I'd say it's a lot more low-key. Like, do you mean high school cross-country and track? Well, it can, be, it, it can be cross country, it can be track, it can be just high school in general. Yeah, um, I'd say it's definitely a lot more low key. You have the whole aspect of just like the JV runners and stuff. And um, I remember we had a, a pretty large team at Mount Sai. And so it's just a lot of a bigger community. And you get a lot of interesting, like funky characters in high school that are just like, really fun to be around. Um, I miss the races like Twilight, you know, where afterwards everyone's dressing up and like running around in the dark and stuff like that. Um, and I guess just what I miss about high school in general would probably just be home, but I guess we've been home for a couple months. Yeah. But yeah, Snoqualmie is a great place, but it's also not too far from Seattle, which is nice. And I miss my friends that I grew up with, obviously, but um, I still see them every once in a while, so, yeah. And then for you, Joe, again, a successful high school career, what do you miss most? 
Yeah, I mean, she said it. I miss I miss my old teammates, Spencer, Seb, Paul. I mean, and then even the guys when I was a freshman, like Tanner and Johnny and Jackson. I had such a a good team and just fun team all through all through high school. And I think when I was looking to go to a school, I pretty much narrowed it down to to like two or three schools that had, you know, the teams that I could see myself, you know, really thriving in. Obviously, all the coaches were were really good, but you know, the team at Washington, I I just felt most at home with. I mean, I love all the guys. Obviously, my sister's on the team too, so I just felt like I would thrive at Washington. One last, one last question before we move on to our little game, before we let you guys go. What can we expect from the dogs, assuming that there's some sort of season in the future? I know on the guy's side, Leo Dashbach, the best miler in the nation. Joe, you've actually beaten him in a race at the Brooks PR, so you have that on him. Maybe give him a little crap about that once in a while. But what can we expect from the mighty men of Washington and the mighty woman of Washington in the coming future? Really good things. Oh, shoot. No, we're good. Oh, we're on mute. Okay, sorry. Um, I think you can expect to see a lot of really good things. I think this whole experience has made people pretty motivated, and I'd say a lot of, or most of our team is just, like, using this to time to, like, better themselves. I think trying to see this time as an opportunity rather than a setback is really important and I think once we're able to compete, just being ready for that and just being close and bonded during this time is also going to be really key for when we come out of quarantine or whatever we want to call it. Yeah. But what you're going to expect from the men, really good things. Everyone's training really well. I mean, like all of us are pretty much training. Um, at least, At least in Seattle, we all try and, you know, get together. I mean, I'm living with Cruz and Leo next year um, in a house. So, I mean, they're going to be great. Um, we're all just going to be – we're going to be surrounding each other um, with just really good positive vibes and no funny business, I guess. <laughs> Kyle's got a question for you guys, so we'll get back okay. to him, man. Yeah, before the, the fun game here, quick question. What got you guys into the sport of cross-country and track? Like, where did this all begin for you guys? I'll go first. Hannah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess I started because we have like fun runs in our neighborhood and my mom had me do like a 5k with her when I was probably like nine years old. And I remember, I think I was the only kid under nine running, but I remember I won for my age group and I thought that was like really exciting. And then later on the guy who put on the fun runs ended up being my high school coach. And he was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you were the only nine year old, but whatever. And I was like, okay, <laughs> but thought those runs were really fun. And then I did it in middle school and enjoyed that. And I played soccer for a while and so did he, but like I said, I would say the culture of cross country and track, I enjoyed a lot more and um, the friends that I had in the sport, I got along really well with. And I think that definitely influenced my decision towards choosing cross country and track over soccer. That's awesome. really fun to hear. I had to, I've got a couple of friends that are race directors, so I had to let them know that keep an eye out for the nine-year-olds out there. <laughs> yeah. Could be state champs soon. Well, we got the questions over with, but now we're going to do a little game before you guys go. It's who is most likely to. Okay. That's all, and that's always a fun one that everyone enjoys. So here's the first one. Who, and just say the name, because this is not, people are not going to be able to see if you pointed at each other. Um, who is most likely 
to listen to classical music? Oh, you. Yeah, probably me. Yeah. If you had it, like, what kind of classical music would you listen to? Well, I used to play classical guitar. So a lot of, like, kind of, like, Spanish, like, romantic era classical music I knew how to play. I, I've lost a lot of it. There's, like, one song I can still play, but... Yeah, something I wish I kept doing, but I just didn't. Who is most likely to be a drama queen? Also me. Yeah. <laughs> Hannah, I guess. Yeah, I, I thought you would say Joe, but never mind. Um, who is most likely to do weird things in public? Yeah, that's, that's probably, probably me. Yeah. What's the weirdest thing you've ever done in public? Oh, other than doing flips, because you're phenomenal. I've heard you're phenomenal at those. Yeah, I do like to do flips. Um, we got high school listeners, so PG-13 at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> weirdest thing I've done in public? That's a, that's a really tough one. Do you have anything? I don't know. I, I think there was an assignment I had in high school where we had to do something, like, out of the ordinary or something yeah. weird in public to see how people reacted, but I think me and my friends chose to like just try to talk to random people at a coffee house and see how they reacted. That was our like weird thing we did in public. Yeah. Well, what type of flips are you doing? Like gators off of a. You can do it. I don't even know a cliff. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I can. I can do flips on the ground too. Um, yeah, I do like I do like bridge jumping, cliff jumping. Who is most likely to become a multimillionaire? I'd say you. Oh, yeah. Me. Yeah. What what is your what is your career path? What is your degree? Um, I want to go into law. And yes, you probably will make the most money out of you too. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe uh, who is most likely to talk to animals? We're both not big animal yeah. people. I don't know. I'd say I'd say probably me. But I mean it could be you too. I don't know. We never had any pets growing up. So yeah. like Oh, that, that, I'm so uh, sorry. That breaks Kyle's heart because he's got two golden retrievers. I've got two Aww. good boys back home. Oh, okay. Yeah. We always wanted a dog, but our parents no. they didn't let us. Yeah. Do a couple more. Who is most likely to cry because of a sad movie? Me. 100%. Yeah. What's, I what, even when it's not a sad movie, you feel still at, find like, a way to cry. Movie. Yeah. What's one movie that you just bawled your eyes out? Um, did you guys see The Art of Racing in the Rain? It has a golden retriever in it. You need to watch it. What? Oh, man. Yeah, it's by, it's like produced by the same people as Marley and Me, but it came out like a year ago. And yeah, it like tells the life story of this guy through the perspective of the dog. It's good. When That's I watched adorable. Marley and Me, I went to the bathroom, but I cried. I just pretended to be in the bathroom for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> that was too. <laughs> oh and last question who is most likely to rule the world probably also me yeah i'm definitely the control freak of the yeah. duo between us joe you just lay low and just do whatever she tells you to do it's i mean honestly yeah pretty much i'm pretty much just a go with the flow type of guy i'm He's not pretty defiant for a while but yeah no, i think he just trusts me now yeah no, nothing wrong with that, man. You got to gotta always listen to people that know more than you. So yeah. thanks to Joe and Hannah Wascom for joining us here on the rundown. Uh, appreciate you guys coming on. 
hope that something happens in the near future for the Huskies and as well as you guys. And I know it's going to be your senior year, but you're probably going to get another year of eligibility. Joe, let's see if you can get an actual track season for your first collegiate year. So yeah. thanks again, guys, and hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Yeah, great. Thank, thank you for you. having us. Hey, thanks, guys. Thank you. So I think that went pretty well, uh, having Hannah and Joe Oscar as our first guests on this podcast. Alex, give me your take on just talking with them. Yeah, I, I like being able to pick the brains of, of you know, more elite runners, such as the two of them, and just trying to figure out what is it that makes them different. Like I said earlier, there's, there's thousands of people every year that try to do the things that they do just in our state alone. So to get a little insight into the, the brains of, of elite athletes is pretty cool. I mean, even Hannah went on to say that she played classical guitar. I play guitar, and I know that classical guitar is is so hard. It's so much harder than just playing some chords. These are these are people who work hard at everything they do, and I don't think they'll admit it because that's the kind of people they are. Uh, but it's something to take away and learn from that that we can all uh, just be inspired by. Kyle, I really, I wish I asked that question at the beginning of the episode, but you nailed it right at the end. So what did you learn from talking with the Wascoms? Great, nice people. I think with most runners, you'll find, you know, deep down there, humble, quirky people like, a, like ourselves. You know, Ryan, me not to like uh, Hannah mad if she's going to take over the world, obviously. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just great, nice folks. And we appreciate their time coming on here and, talking about their careers and hopefully what if the Pac-12 decides to get back into athletic play that they'll be able to race and the dogs are a very exciting team in the future and Andy and um, Marisa Powell have done a phenomenal job with that program since coming in from the University of Oregon. That's going to wrap it up for us today. Oh we got one more thing from Kyle. One more thing. I, I had something but then I had a brain fire left me. What I think is really great what they mentioned was they always surround themselves with sounds like people that are like-minded and well-driven. So that's something we can also take away from this interview is you know, if you have a big goal, if your goal is to win state, you know, surround yourself with people who have that same mindset. You could elevate, you know, your team to greatness if you can, you know, find people who have the same goals and ambitions as yourself. Couldn't put it a better way, Kyle. We're going to wrap things up today. Once again, thanks to Joe and Hannah Waskin for joining us here on The Rundown. For Alex McIntyre, Kyle Paulson, Keenan Gray, this has been The Rundown presented by The Runner Washington. Hope you guys enjoyed this special episode with the Wascom siblings. Tune in next week. We will have another guest on that is to be determined right now, but we'll get another former high school athlete from the state of Washington that is now running collegiately. Hope to, hear you guys, hope to have you guys back again real soon. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in.